0: Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper podcast. Adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. My name is Olivia. I'm an entrepreneur, brand builder, and a content creator. And to my right
1: is Lisa Brosser. Hi, I'm Lisa Brosser. I'm a mom and a wife. And on today's episode, my current obsession. <laughs> Wait, I need to start saying live. Live and Lisa is so marketable.
0: Yeah, it's a lot better. I you know. Should, you should rebrand to live no because i randomly could get olivia corinne and nobody had it with like no numbers or anything because it's not like a weird last name it's like that's my middle name and the fact that there was no olivia corinne out of like a billion users on instagram okay
1: i mean if you're gonna go by live yeah but your name's olivia on instagram i, I don't know if i am going by live just to you and the podcast and the podcast
0: you don't just nobody calls calls that that. sometimes people do if everyone starts to call you live which is what you want i will change my name to live if i can just change to live and it's available
1: (laughs) just live just live that'd be cute just live who's lisa okay well my current obsession any guesses live she's not oh a random person with Great.
0: 277 followers. Oh. That means they, like, got on it at the very beginning. That's and, crazy. And they lost
1: their password.
0: That's crazy that nobody would. Should I would... buy it off of her?
1: Well, Wait, that would actually usually, be hilarious. not if she's never
0: on there, but usually Instagram will, like, buy out. So, like, Brittany from Vanderpump Rules right. or whatever will, like, be able to get it. Yeah, um, I know someone who did that. They have a. Yeah, it's nice. Um, any guesses? Any guesses? Probably your new shorts.
1: They are my new shorts.
0: I cried. I know. At this point, not unexpected, but kind of unexpected. I wasn't expecting you to cry.
1: Yeah. Now that I'm (laughs) off my medication, I just cry a lot again. Do you want to maybe explain more about not just
0: saying when you're off your medication, if these are people first time listening? (laughs) You know,
1: ever since I left this, ever since I escaped the psych ward, um, I threw those pills away and I ran. (laughs) Well, I explained it last week, which still isn't a good, um, reason to stop, but I was on antidepressants, um, from postpartum depression and, um, my son is now 10 months and about a month and a half ago, I, I just slowly weaned off of the meds. Uh, it was already something we were going to do uh by we I mean me my doctor me and And so we talked about it me and Olivia (laughs) she put me on um like a course to go off of and so I um am officially off my meds (laughs) yeah but you
0: know what's weird is the past two or three weeks you have seemed very different Like happy.
1: Not saying if you can't, like if you're on pills, you can't be, but you just seem different. And so what, and what I've described before, um, being on the medication and, um, I've had mothers reach out to me who started taking similar medication and they asked me, like they're nervous about taking it and they asked me like, is it a, a big difference? Like what, what do you notice? And what I said is, um, it's, it's the best thing I've ever done. Um, other than having the kids, but I, I noticed the biggest difference is, which is the thing I'm most grateful for is the times I would get very easily angered. I can almost like sense that moment Mm -hmm. and rather than being triggered into an extreme anger or extreme sadness, um, I, depression, um, I could sense it and say that is just an outburst of that emotion mm-hmm. rather than sensical usually most of the time like it's it's not it's not that it's a bad emotion or it's out of sorts it's just like so high mm-hmm. um so extreme highs and lows and so I think I'm just getting my quote-unquote normal emotions back my hormones are still i'm not a doctor by the way i think my hormones are still balancing glad you clarified that so i think that's where the crying can come in Mm -hmm. or like extreme like excitement maybe Mm -hmm. um but yeah i feel my feelings a lot more again Mm -hmm. i feel more intensely but what than I, when I was on my medication.
0: Yeah. But what I've noticed is it doesn't spiral into other areas. Because I think a lot of times with people, not just with you, but with other people in my life, it's like they'll be crying about one thing and it'll be like, and that's because of that, 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 that. And then that, that's when they get into that hole of like yeah. not being able to just be like, These are normal emotions, this is how I'm feeling. This was a direct cause of this. I'm when gonna they're on feel their medication. This. Because um, that's how I am before, before taking them. Before or either like maybe they're really dealing with mm-hmm. like a personality disorder or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very like you just had a bad day. Yeah. Or just being like they had a bad day at work and they felt stupid. So then it's like, oh, they feel now they feel stupid and now they'll never do anything in their whole lives and they're not qualified to do it. It's like this spiraling mm-hmm. emotion where you're like, yeah, Whoa. I, I, I I, did that. Yeah. I'm just saying I've noticed in the past like while mm-hmm. that it's very like you feel it okay you're out and then we're like whatever.
1: Yeah and even which is I don't even think that you experienced that with me. Um, yeah I don't think Before so. I started my medication so for myself it's yeah. just something like I deal with that on my own. Mm-hmm. It's a very um, like in depression it's like a very lonely disease mm-hmm. um, and so a Zav would like come home to me. Doing that spiraling, mm-hmm. yeah, and he literally would have to take math from me. He's like, Go on a walk, mm-hmm. get out of the house, yeah. go somewhere, preferably not drive anywhere. Yeah, and it's not a conversation like that, it's like a freak out thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I feel a lot better. I still have to learn how to manage my emotions, though, which I mean, that could even be my silver lining is I can snap, and I know that's more so personality than coming off of my medication. Because I'm very easily angered, which is part of my personality. And I really hate that. And it's just because I get to the point of like my kids are all over me. Haven't had any time to myself. Haven't been taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a journey. But I feel way better. I'm still testing myself and making sure I'm fine. Um, There are still some areas where I'm like, ooh, maybe I should talk not even like ooh, should I talk to my doctor but like okay I need to check on myself and make sure this isn't happening like all day mm-hmm. or it's not a consistent thing because I mean you should have emotions of like being drained being emotionally upset totally. um <clears throat> stuff like that and so I'm just not used to that because I've been on my medication mm-hmm. so it's almost like well what are okay emotions every emotion's okay but just making sure it's not going back into depression mm-hmm. itself totally it's like feel your feels but the next day get up yeah you know and uh-huh. I think that
0: that can be said for a lot of mm-hmm. obviously unless you're grieving or going through something like very traumatic right but just in a normal everyday thing like if you're having a freaking bad day and everything's going wrong cry about it whatever but get up the next day like it's gonna be okay you know yeah so my current obsession <laughs> is my new camera. And uh, it's my first like big girl equipment purchase reluctantly shaking handing her loads of cash (laughs) it's a hunker and it's a nice camera it's for weddings but I feel good about it and that this is like the not the first time but Arturo's like actively been like I'm so proud of you for like investing in yourself and not just like getting more clothing or like deciding you want to get a new car but I've just been very like I'm not going to get these other luxuries Mm -hmm. I'm going to get what I need for like my future and oh, that's very hard, Um, but I'm excited about it. It's like mine. It's like, that's my own camera. Like, yeah. that's so
1: cool, you know? Well, the coolest part of it is like, sure, you don't have a new car now, but it actually gets you closer to getting a new car totally where if you just got a new car right now you would be paying so much more for like exactly
0: exactly and and for me i made like a deal with myself that until all my debt and school debt is paid off i'm not getting a new car it's not going to feel as good such a good idea it will not feel as good if i get a car right now it won't feel right and then you
1: just change your monthly paying off exactly your loans to having a car so it's like the same thing but you're actually driving it
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I hardly go anywhere, and True. you, it's kind of like, I really don't, need, like, it'd be nice, but I really don't need one right now, yeah. so. Um, well, should we get to silver lining of the week? Yeah. Okay. Um, was that yours, or are you going to change yours, what you were just talking about? Um, did I talk
1: too much? No. I mean, okay. always, but no. <laughs> More than normal? No. More no. than anyone? Yes. <laughs> Um we'll keep that. That's yours? Good. Okay.
0: Um <laughs> mine is that I went on retinol. And for anyone who's been on retinol, you turn into a snake and you shed your outer skin later. So excited. Um the process, not fun. The purging, not fun the scaly skin not fun purging yeah that's what it's called really yeah like when you get on retinol or any like like extreme whatever your skin starts to purge anything from underneath so for the first week it was really good and then now i'm getting like deeper like in the skin i can't touch them but they hurt like pimples i guess i don't even know Mm. i don't like that word also i like want to say blemish but like pimple to me is like a really gross word yeah anyway so the silver lining is like I will be beautiful again, one day. <laughs> again, <laughs> but right now, I'm not feeling good about myself. Between, I think it's the new hair change. It's the the peeling skin. It's like a lot within a week of itself, and I'm ready for my skin to not look like this and be all red and gross. I sent you that video when is that when it was at its rawest, and it was because you were picking at it. And he used a scalpel to get... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hang I'm on a second. We do. were not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Well, even the, even, <laughs> even the peely part, not fun. And it was around my eyes. And it's not because I put it on my eyes. I know you're not supposed to, but it just naturally like seeped there. Um, And then... Because of yes, my fingers
1: putting it there. <laughs> just
0: kidding. <laughs> it's because, listen... I would. Katie, who <laughs> listens to this podcast did a amazing facial on me and she was dermaplaning me and I went well what are you using and she goes oh I have this new tool it's a scalpel you need a new face no wait we need to she's gonna be like why'd you do me like that <laughs> no it was actually great and it worked really well to like shave my mustache because I have black hair obviously wait but on your you do yeah oh I've never I, seen it I ble- I've bleached my my mustache my whole life and then one day I looked in the mirror this was literally it's like a movie I looked in the mirror I grabbed a razor and just shaved it and went, hmm, that's a lot easier. (laughs) So, um, but a scalpel is just a little bit better because a lot of times I'll get like little bumps, like if I don't do it right. It worked great, but I didn't realize how sharp it was. So then I cut my nose. Oh, uh uh-huh. And it was bleeding bad. Yeah, so like the the actual scalpel. Yeah. So <laughs> I took a video of myself. It's like peeling skin all over my face and my nose is just all bloody. And I'm like doing great, everybody. Um, but yeah, I'm grateful that I was able to get retinol. It's just, it is such a process to like get through that. How yes. many weeks
1: has it been now? Two. <clears throat> you said by this point it should be better. So I'm skeptical now doing it.
0: Um I natu- I think I have more sensitive skin oh. just in general. Okay, And I know that sometimes like certain eyeshadows and stuff, my mom and sister and me Jeez. gets we get rashes and okay. stuff. So I think that's why um and yeah, it's mostly just around the sensitive
1: areas. So, so it makes sense. So if you have black mustache hairs, mm-hmm. it's not like peach fuzz, it's like hard. Mm, no, it's more like peach fuzz, but you can still see it.
0: So anybody Whoa. I know with like black hair, you kind of want to just be like PSA, maybe you don't see it. But in the light, you will. So like, it's not even something I've noticed on people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a couple friends where it's not bad. Like if that's what you want. To me, I don't like body hair anyway. Like I shave my arms. I like. I just don't like body hair. Shave my arms. Well, I was gonna say my (laughs) crotch, my arms, (laughs) (laughs) my fingers, my toes. Just anywhere with hair. Yeah, I just don't like it. It grosses me out. Not saying it's bad to other people, just to me, I don't like it. Wow, Mm -hmm. I. Just don't you, shave a lot. You just don't really have any hair, like on your face. You're hair. feeling your mustache right now. I'm like, you well, have I used, nothing. I used to
1: nair my mustache because my sister works would. though. Yeah, it oh, does. So but why would that? I ever do that? Literally, what, yeah. what, what is it? What is what do I have? <laughs> you don't have anything. It's just light, and so I'm like, yeah. oh, if this is what people do,
0: yeah, dark hair problems. Right. That's why even like Middle Eastern women, like the Kardashians, they get all of their the hairs up mm-hmm. here like lasered off and oh, stuff. Gosh, yeah, like people I have the deal with problem. Cezanne, our favorite. Girl, mm-hmm. that's why she always talks about Oof, that. Like how that. she had a mustache all growing up and her parents wouldn't let her shave it. <laughs> and she just said like, you can look back at photos and she's like, I had a mustache. And I'm like, oh, that's hard.
1: Yeah, that so. would be rough. You like for her eighth birthday, you gift her a razor. feel <laughs> like here you go, sweetie. Gosh, when I started shaving, it was mm-hmm. just because I was in gymnastics. My parents never even like taught me or told me like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you can shave now. Like and your still, legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still and like someone made fun of me. Like one of my teachers, my coaches. Oh, geez. I know. I was like twelve. You don't have to shave by twelve. No, I think I probably started shaving Especially around there. Blonde. Yeah, blonde's different than black. Um, and so like yeah, you know, on the bars they're like touching your legs, and I still mm-hmm. have a scar. It's on my other leg. Mm-hmm. I still have a scar from shaving for the first time because I didn't know how hard you're supposed to press, which is sad. Oh, so it like took Gee. a layer of skin off. Gross um great okay I actually have a quicker silver lining okay my nail that my
0: nail came off she had her middle nail come off I snapped my middle
1: fingernail so that was very very convenient both of our middle fingernails we've just been using them way Way too too much much. so like how's your how's your nail I'm like great I just flip them off
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have acrylics right now. So this bad boy is just going to have to grow out by himself. And it looks so bad. Um, Okay, so today we are going to talk about joy versus happiness. Pretty and, much. like, contentment, I think. Yeah. And I think we've, I mean, we've talked about this before, and I think we will be talking about this on Josh Landon's episode a little bit, mm-hmm. about, like, the whole idea of that how money but doesn't buy happiness, but I believe it does. I believe it doesn't buy joy or contentment. Yeah. But it is a good hook when you title something money does buy happiness. Like, people will click on it, you know? Yeah. It's like a clickbait. So I'll name the podcast that. Great. <laughs> um, but because... The bottom line is when you are financially stable or you have money, you will have less stressors in your life. That is, you will not have the everyday stressors of basic necessities, getting groceries, getting gas. I've been there personally in family stuff. I've been there and it's hard. And I think a lot of people have experienced that. So I think it's very hard for people when they hear somebody say, money doesn't buy happiness. And it's usually like a billionaire saying that. You're like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, sure it doesn't. <laughs> but, you know, in the end, it's like, well, if I could just up and go to Disney World right now, I would be a very happy camper. But that is also not going to fulfill me entirely and make me have joy and contentment. And I think that that's where, like, that. Um, that divide is. Mm-hmm. So I think we all need to realize like money does buy you things that it gives you that temporary satisfaction, but it's not going to sustain you.
1: And I think it's more of a high than happiness probably mm-hmm. because it's really just your your dopamine receptors going way off. Totally. And so it's it's just like that hit of dopamine. Um, my inspiration for this episode was after... Um, interviewing Amber, yes, Danae, and just how she she's just happy. joyful. I know she's just happy despite everything she's and gone she's through. our age has breast cancer, mm-hmm. is going through everything under the sun. I mean, she's done radiation, chemotherapy, fertility. everything, fertility. Oh my gosh, yeah. and she even like you know Instagram isn't everything but even as she talks about things she's like okay going in don't like this but Mm -hmm. you can just tell like she's so content in life and where she's at she never would have chose it for herself but she's so much happier now and who she's become now than in her life before cancer which is unbelievable to watch and I I was just like I want to know all of your secrets. Mm-hmm. But I think that's something that we've been talking about a lot in noticing for ourselves and conversations that we have, like being thankful, like where we're at, even though we're not where we want to be. And that I think is one thing I learned a lot when I first got married. I remember growing up in a very wealthy family, nah. I'll take that back. Middle upper class. I mean, it's still wealthy. Yeah. But people are going to be like, "Oh, like millionaires." My parents my parents weren't millionaires. Yeah. But um I still consider it very wealthy. I mean, you know, what is mm-hmm. the top 1%? Isn't that like you have 450,000 a year, I think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so that's insane. So yeah. any, for anyone to say like that's not wealthy. Mm-hmm. No, that's well, not. Well, I always healthy, felt like we like kind a, of had money. Oh, yeah. But then I just was middle like, class. I
0: was like, oh. Then I saw other people. I'm like, oh, we don't. <laughs> but then you see the way that like Arturo grew up. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, there's such staggering differences in the way that people grow. <sighs> yeah. And sometimes there's no difference in
1: work ethic. It just depends on like where you are at, oh, which is absolutely. crazy. Yeah. And so it's just really interesting because I grew up essentially. You had money. We had money. Yeah. And I grew up so differently from she even my siblings. <laughs> yeah, we had a foyer. <laughs> so if that that tells anything. you anything. Um, yeah, I sent Olivia a video of my old house. And she's like, what? Like, the text messages would not stop coming. She's like, I was like, I want to see your house. What does it look yours? like? <laughs> That's what I asked. And then I said, did you have a butler named Jeeves? That's all I could ask. Uh, but my, parents, my mom's business was also a part of our house. So that wasn't it. But anyways. Um, going from growing up in that and marrying a pastor, um, they make and tons of a, money. Not a main pastor. <laughs> I I knew what I was marrying into, but I did not realize like how little I was marrying into. <laughs> Especially because I had a part time job. Um, I was helping a lot out at the church, and so. Um, I didn't care to work that much. I just remember looking back and going grocer- grocery shopping and I had to know um, like how many cents per ounce everything was and making sure that one value bag was cheaper than like the 12 ounce bag or yeah. like really doing the math like on my calculator. And I think we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. like going in and we have literal cash And it's the end of the month and it's like, whew, okay. Top ramen is not that bad of a meal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And still like wanting to be super healthy. Like I prefer to eat organic and buy organic things. That just wasn't in the cards when we first got married. The
0: things that, that people with money can do. It's down to everything. It's down to your mental health. It's down to the food you can buy. Down to a
1: lot of things. Yeah, Zav, we we had more months trying to figure out our our budget and lowering our budget in certain areas because we weren't able to do other things, and so we but we prioritized like taking care of ourselves. So, the things we really wanted to do before having kids, um, because we just thought we would never really do it again, is traveling, and so pretty much my entire um, all of my money that I made went into a traveling allowance, and so we essentially just lived off of his money. Mm-hmm. So that's what made it like ten times harder. Mm-hmm. And it's hard not to compare yourself in those times. I'm like, I'm, I'm twenty. I was twenty one. Sal so was twenty seven, and I'm like, I mean, I see my friends like. Not only did they start their own businesses, but they're like. Rolling in the bank, or not even, they don't even own their own businesses. They've, they just like work these interesting jobs, or not even interesting jobs. They just get paid a ton of money. I'm like, how, how do you do that? And I don't feel like finishing college. I really don't want to do that. But at the same time, how do I just be okay in that circumstance that I'm in? And I think it really just came down to like not not comparing myself to other people's circumstances Mm -hmm. which was so hard like not to look at other 21 year olds who are actually like for some reason making so much money but Mm -hmm. then I'm not even like not that I should but I'm not even thinking about a ton of people who were wanting what I had I was married and I really did find a lot of contentment in my life and I was really happy with where I was at It was just when I was comparing myself to other people that I was really sad about myself.
0: Yeah. No, I get that. I mean, I would say I'm kind of currently in that phase of my life, which in the past like a couple months, I've just been really blessed and feeling really good and things have been kind of looking up with the podcast and stuff, which is really great. Um, But yeah, I mean... It is really difficult, I think, to be in a spot where, like you said, you are comparing yourself to like so many people. And when you compare yourself to somebody else, you also need to see ask yourself if you want their life entirely. And a lot of times I would be like, no, I don't, <laughs> you know. But then sometimes it's like, you know, I am 28. I'm not married. I live at home with my mom. I drive a car I don't like. But I'm making those sacrifices to fuel my businesses and then Mm. you have to break that down and be like well is that worth it I'm like to me it 100% is but that does not mean it's easy and every day I get up and the calculator at the grocery store that's been my life for a long time like even when I worked at you know Red Robin Working as a server, for anyone listening that works in hospitality, like I don't even know how many times you can say this, that it's such a humbling experience to work for hardly any money. And there are people that work their butts off. Like There was a lady that I worked with. She had twins, um, and I believe her husband was in school. And she worked doubles at Red Robin and then went to Sherry's right after work and worked the night shift. And she was such a hard worker because that's what she had to do to provide. And then even working as a manager at a coffee shop and barely making enough to pay the bills. Like there was no such thing as for me having a good savings or a good budget because everything I made went right to my bills and that's how it was. Um, And you did the worst things and dealt with like the worst people ever, ever. But with all of that being said, I am so grateful for all of that because I will never take having money for granted. like I never take having money left over. I don't even care if it's 50 bucks. Having that left over at the end of the month is like, it's such a blessing to have that and be feel good about that. Um, and it's also taught me a lot about myself and how to be better with money. Um, but anyway, coming out of that, I think it is really important to remember, which is something I talk to Arturo a lot about, is having um Contentment, even if you are in that spot and being like I'm at where I'm at in my life because of the choices that I made I'm here sometimes of course things happen there are extenuating circumstances but I'm here because this is where I'm at (laughs) so then it's like well how can I be content within that like what am I going to be magically content when I'm started making six figures a year is that just going to happen for Mm -hmm. me it's like well no yeah could I buy things I don't have the everyday stressors but what really is contentment and joy Mm -hmm. within within life and within um, yeah I don't have the nicest car but I have a car Mm -hmm. okay I don't even have a car I can walk okay I can't walk I'm alive (laughs) like at a certain point you have to just go I should be content that I am just alive as a human being and that I was born into this world and I have something to offer the world but it's so hard to like remember that When you see all of your friends buying and like going on vacations, that's it for me. Usually it's the Mm. vacations, the trips that I see people go on. I'm like, why can't I do that? But I could, but I don't. I'm not choosing the job, Yeah, you know? And so try to maybe like weigh out pros and cons in your head. You could
1: do that, but do you want everything that comes with that, you know? Yes. Well, that's the interesting thing. Like even... Like, I can still remember people I would look up to. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I had their lives. And I'm like, yeah, they actually have really great lives. I even have friends now that are super successful in many different areas. And I'm like, yeah, they have great lives. So how do I, how do I accept that? Yeah, there are people with better lives out there, Mm -hmm. but it's also because they're super content Mm -hmm. or maybe they're not happy too. No, I know that they're happy because they're some oh. of my best friends. Oh, well then, <laughs> yeah. And, and I just know that that they are content with where they're at. Maybe it's not their dream job or maybe it's not um, like the exact like house they want to be living in or the exact area or they wish they lived in a different state, but they're content. They know that's where they're supposed to be or they knew that's what they went to school for and that's what maybe they weren't passionate about but I know that that's like what they knew they were supposed to be doing and they're content in that no matter how hard or how difficult it is and I'm like oh I guess that's where like you find joy is knowing that's where you're supposed to be and knowing that there's something bigger out there and then this just gets into a much bigger discussion on our faith and this is literally what I was reading in the Bible the other day just about like true joy and contentment and um gosh I forget what exactly we were talking about in therapy but I had some sort of epiphany moment of like oh what was it wasn't that kind of an epiphany <laughs> oh there's just so many things I've been I've been learning oh my gosh I wish I had the verb. Oh, it was like Oh, I can choose joy. What? It's almost like I've been self-sabotaging myself, but at the same time, you don't you don't know how to grasp how to be joyful because it doesn't it's it's not the same thing as happiness. Mm-hmm. So how do I choose joy and in the faith That means looking to Jesus and saying, Mm. you have me right where you want me, Mm -hmm. despite how I feel about it. Yeah. And there's something about that that's so calming to me. And that was my epiphany moment of like, oh, I can be content knowing you're way bigger than literally anything else in my life. And I don't have to worry about anything. Mm Yeah. Yeah
0: period that's it yeah this is the end of the podcast <laughs> no and and it's true and just thinking of like you know obviously like we do have a faith but even thinking like jesus died for us and if we're not content within that that's basically saying like you haven't done enough for us already when he did the ultimate sacrifice for us he gave the ultimate sacrifice and so um yeah and i and i think it's like dang it i know i just forgot what i was gonna say Wait, what are we saying oh um yeah like choosing joy is kind of like choosing to love somebody like you don't wake up every day and just automatically love your your husband or even your kids like some days you're like I'm so tired of this you know because love isn't what we think it is well right and yeah it's
1: like you have to wake up and choose choose those (laughs) things yeah that's that I feel like that itself is like screwing with my mind like Mm -hmm. you're choosing joy like you're choosing to love like that's Mm -hmm. such a great comparative word because choosing love means loving someone when you don't want to it has nothing to do with your feelings yeah true love is something you you choose Mm -hmm. mind-blowing yeah well right and then that's why
0: it's even harder (laughs) because then you're like, it's all up to me. I don't have this. I don't have like this automatic thing that my body just does. Like, you know, for you, you get up, you don't think about walking. Like Mm -hmm. you move your feet or your toes and you don't think about it. So it's like love for you or joy for you is not just as automatic things like we're a robot and it just does that. It's like we have to actively choose those things and I think for me like one of the biggest things is gratitude and always just trying to think of things you're grateful for mm-hmm. and breaking it down like as far as you can even the fact that I have like two parents who love me like that is like huge mm-hmm. you know and um, or even that like I get to follow my dreams like if I was born I, I think about this all the time and it's really trippy but like thinking about if you were born in a different era like what would or that country? have done <laughs> or country. Um, but like thinking of the fact that even 50 years ago, like women didn't have any choices, like they could be a secretary or a librarian. And it's like, what if me as Olivia or a mom, a housewife, you know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. not that that's none of those things are wrong, but it's like, you should never be forced to do something. Um, but it's like, what if me as Olivia with like the way that I am and the way that I think right now was born in that era? What would I have been what would I have done which means like God has put me right here right now in this age of whatever all of this like social media is like I'm here for a reason Mm -hmm. and if I'm gonna go and be like well I'm gonna be happy when I have a house and a nice car and like everything's perfect it's like but why it's about the journey it's about like the storytelling and what we're doing like I was printing out um, I'm making like mood boards for my wall and I was printing out quotes and there was a quote from Gary Vee and I don't remember it exactly, but it just said all like you have one job and that's to tell your story. Mm. And just thinking of like, how impactful could you and I be if we didn't really have any problems or weren't really going through anything? What could I do if I said, well, I mean, I have the exact house I want and I have money and the podcast, well, it just fell in our lap and we're really successful. It's like, it's about the journey and Mm. it's about the story we're telling. So I need to be grateful that I'm, I'm willing and I'm allowed to tell this story.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, that's so good, and that that reminds me of, um, I think, like one of my most memorable times in um, my postpartum depression is, um, just like how low I got. Um, it was a, I mean, my postpartum depression gets so bad. I mean i I have um, suicidal ideations. Um, I mean depression, if you don't understand true depression and anxiety, oh, please be thankful for that. Um that if 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 you have gone through it, you know just how crippling it is., um, And so those three things alone, and then there's everything on top of that. Um, And in those times, there was one time specifically, I was, I was so sad. And all of a sudden, I had some click in my mind and I was like, whoa, Lord, thank you that I'm the person going through this because I don't think other people could be able to take this because I'm actually like not doing anything with it by giving it to you. And I thank you that I can now sympathize, empathize and understand other people better and the struggles that they go through. And it makes me all the more grateful for my health today, being on my medication, um, now being off of my medication, having emotions and feelings and that my medication worked. I mean, I, I can go through like my long list of things like I'm, I'm daily like giving to the Lord and thanking him for, and I think that helps with my contentment and, um, I know that one one thing um, some people that we know <laughs> um, said is we were asking them they make a lot of money. they they wanted to give a lot before they die and they're close to their goal. And we were asking them we're like, whoa, okay <laughs> how how and how are you able to give that much? of what you have. And they said we started with just a little and giving a little. And um and and they said, you know, we just started with what we could. Um and as we got more money, we would actually like ask the Lord individually how much money we should give that year mm-hmm. um whether to a church or certain people, whatever organization. And every single time we come back with the same exact number to, to every single number. And they don't talk about it prior or anything like that. And I was I was so encouraged and convicted by that. Cause I'm like, whoa, am I just tithing the 10%? Am I just giving just enough and that's when like me and Zav started having conversations we're like are we I mean we have our own church and we obviously tithe to our own church are we just giving every single month electronically that's good enough or are we thoughtfully thinking about what we're giving to the Lord and I feel like that's gone into our contentment and our joy because we like physically see that money go out Mm -hmm. and we're like thinking more physically about what we are giving Mm -hmm. and so and and for us for myself really not really zav but for myself it was finding contentment with how much money we had because i was so used to literally just eating out whenever i wanted to getting clothes whenever i wanted to um and for me i was I thought I was like being wise, but really like I was able to be wise with a lot of money. And so it wasn't yeah. too hard because that was still a lot of money to spend. And so um, I'm like really thankful for those times. And it's taught me like what an actual dollar is. Yeah. Because I never understood that before. Mm-hmm. And so that's just where it came into my life. It was with health and the money that we had and just remembering it's it's not even mine yeah yeah and I think even like
0: even if you're not like a believer too it's the idea that a lot of times it's like money is just money yeah it's really not a big deal you have some you don't have some you know and it is a status thing but to be honest I don't give a crap however much anybody has no and if somebody does watch out for those people because that is not who you want like you don't want to be with somebody just because they're with you for because you have a certain amount of money you know and um I think like you can also give not even just money to a church, like if you are a believer, but even just giving like gifts to people. Like, you know, somebody really wanted, like, I remember one time I really needed new makeup brushes. So dumb. I didn't have any for years. And one time my friend just like went to the store and got me a whole set of makeup brushes. And I remember those times because I'm like, I did not need these, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, that's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Or thinking about just anything like that. I mean, I've had times when, I would feel the Lord telling me to give a certain amount of money to somebody. Mm-hmm.
1: And like, I remember
0: one time they, yep. he told me, and this was like a long time. I don't think I've ever even told this. Um, But one of my friends was going on a mission trip and I felt like God, I didn't have a lot of money. I felt like God was telling me to give her $500 and I was just like, okay. <laughs> and I did. And she was like, I wasn't going to be able to go because I needed $500. And I was like, well, There you go. You You know, and that's (laughs) when you think like it all kind of goes together. Like the money really isn't just yours. Like, do you need some? Like, what do you need? Do you need food? Like, just thinking of things or donating time. Let's say you don't have money because I've been in a spot where I'm like, that's not an option at all mm-hmm. to give somebody money. Well, can you volunteer at like a soup kitchen? That sounds so dumb, but can you? Mm-hmm. Can you like go mentor somebody? Can you become like a casa where you just go hang out with foster kids and it's free? Like, there are things that we can all do that I think, first of all, would make us a lot more grateful, mm-hmm. um, but also time, especially for me, like. I think sometimes if giving feels easy, you're not giving the right thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for me, time is you like don't have the right
1: heart. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, like if you just give someone 10, 10 grand, but that doesn't really, you don't bat an eyelash at that. Well, what can you give to somebody that you will bat an eyelash at your or time, your probably. time yeah and for me my time is like my biggest 000, thing
1: your, yeah, your time is definitely yeah valuable yeah um yeah or if you have no money your time probably is everything totally
0: um so yeah I mean I think as we wrap up we don't want to make this one too long but just thinking about this idea that well, it's at 45 minutes so oh, um it's just thinking of this idea that you can like I don't know wherever you're at like the person listening and trust me like like we've both been low like low and (laughs) like like you can still be joyful within that and if you feel like you can't be joyful try and find things that will like make you happy and feel content where you're at maybe really start to count your blessings in like the most cliche way um but you definitely have blessings even if it feels like you don't
1: I'll, I'll say my last thing, which is really helped me in this season, especially um, because one thing I'm trying to do better at is like, this is to believers, is to be more mindful of um, not only my thoughts, but being thankful and like giving those thoughts to the Lord in thankfulness and being diligent in prayer. And I've been uh, doing this devotional by Ruth Cho Simmons, and it's called... Becoming and beholding, and it's it's helped me so incredibly, um, and it, it goes right along with everything that we're saying, and it helps me just be thankful and like literally the little things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well,
0: we hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Got something. I, I feel know. like we
1: just rambled.
0: <laughs> no, I I think it's good. I just think it's good for people to remember. Like, I do this a lot, and like if you out there listening listen to podcasts you're most likely kind of like in this space like you're on social media and stuff and for me I think it's really hard when I listen to like my favorite podcasts and they're kind of at the peak of their career and they've ate dirt like they've made sacrifices but it doesn't seem like it Mm -hmm. and they talk about all the things they buy and they just run to the store and grab this thing that's a hundred bucks and like sometimes a hundred dollars like at certain points for me can feel like a hundred thousand dollars like people just don't get that like yeah, we're in this space and we're podcasters doing our thing, but like like just me, I'm so many sacrifices and just so you know like we relate to you guys and we
1: understand where you're at um, because we're right there with you. So I remember just one last thing when Lauren was pregnant, I'm never going to forget this and I don't know why. When she was pregnant um oh I was, Bostic. I was Lauren Bostick okay, and yeah. I was pregnant at the same time or something along those lines. Um and I remember she was eating bagels like every morning and she said, and yeah, cereal. I'll just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just door dash like bagels over to me and some coffee. I'm like, I can't even afford that. Yeah. Like that is a luxury to mm-hmm. me, which is so crazy, which yeah. she probably knows, but like doesn't think about in her everyday life. She's totally. just able to do it. I know I'm doing stuff like that. Like I'm able to go get coffee today
0: whoa yeah that's a big deal I was like not going to Starbucks to do and getting that. a coffee yeah 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 and
1: and just think too yeah
0: there might there might be people in your life you see where you go okay but they've never gone through it it's like they're going through it mentally I guarantee you they're going through it with yeah. family members they're going through it with their mental health and even then don't compare. you know? yeah whether, whether don't they compare. do or not yeah but just Which is remember the hardest part. It's like, well, yeah, I hope they do. But you don't. You really don't. <laughs> we're all on a we're all on an equal playing field. Yeah. But we just all have endured different things. So it, it seems exactly hard, you know. But anyway, um, if you guys haven't yet, if you could subscribe, hell, if you could subscribe, rate, and review. It means so much to us. Um, it'll just take you literally less than a minute. So while you're listening to my sweet, sweet voice and this, um, just head on, head on over to um if you're, I guess if you're on Apple Podcasts.
1: Head on over to Apple Podcasts. Oh my gosh, she barks right then. Rate and review, five stars, and tell us what you're most thankful for. Whatever, L. am over it. I'm going to keep talking. If you haven't yet, you can follow us at the Salt and
0: Pepper Podcast on Instagram, and then you can follow us at It's Lisa Brosser and at Olivia Corrine. Um, and you can also join our secret Facebook group um, at the uh, Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders.
1: And it's always better when, when Salt and Pepper, and Pepper come, come together. together. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the salt and pepper podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the salt and pepper podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.